This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Tesla opens its long-awaited Berlin plant. Is it the next step toward global domination? Elon Musk's master plan a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Volvo is cutting its sales forecast for the year. The reason? The shortage of semiconductors. The Swedish automaker said the issue is hurting output and would likely continue through the second quarter. Volvo had predicted deliveries would grow this year, but now expects only marginal increases in global sales compared with 2021. The chip shortage was not blamed for downtime this week at GM's Corvette plant. GM says it cut the first and second shifts at its plant in Bowling Green, Kentucky, due to an unspecified parts shortage. Output of the Chevrolet sports car is expected to resume Monday. GM declined to say which component was in short supply, but said the downtime was not due to semiconductors. Sticking with GM, General Motors is recalling about 740,000 vehicles in the U.S. for bright headlight reflections that may cause glare or be distracting to other drivers. The callback covers certain GMC terrain compact crossovers from the 2010 to 2017 model years. Earlier this month, NHTSA denied a GM request that would have allowed the automaker to avoid fixing the issue. The safety regulator says certain weather conditions, such as snow or fog, could result in glare. And in personnel news, former GM president Dan Ammon has been named president of ExxonMobil Low Carbon Solutions. Ammon spent time as GM's CFO and president. More recently, he was CEO of self-driving company Cruise. He abruptly left that post in December. And happening today, Stellantis and LG Energy Solution are expected to announce plans for a battery plant in the Windsor, Ontario area. We'll have all the details throughout the day at autonews.com. And that's the news you need to know. Tesla aims to grow by 50% each year. How big might it get? The answer may be in Elon Musk's next master plan after this. As online experiences have continued to evolve, it's clear dealers need an approach that will keep them in the business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big picture holistic approach, 
visit rayray.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y.com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Tesla finally opened its new factory in Berlin, handing over to customers the first 30 Model Y vehicles built at the $5.5 billion plant. CEO Elon Musk said it was a great day and described it as another step in the direction of a sustainable future. Is Tesla growing by 50% each year sustainable? To unpack the EV company's ambitious plans, I called up Automotive News Silicon Valley reporter Lonnie Eiliff. Lonnie Eiliff, welcome back to Daily Drive. It's great to be here. So this week, Tesla opened its Berlin plant. There was half a year of delays. There may not be enough water available to double the plant's capacity as planned. But still, it's a really big step, isn't it? Giving Tesla a foothold in Europe as well as China and the U.S.? It is a really big step because um, if you think about it, you know, Fremont in California was where they could figure it out, you know, miraculously, right? But California is obviously a big EV market. So that was like, you know, baby step number one. And then China was a huge step. Uh, That's, you know, obviously a huge EV market, a huge car market in general. And that's been a massive success in terms of, you know, output, quality, productivity. And they've been using China to to export into Europe uh, most recently, right? And now they're just going right to the heart of the European EV market. I mean, symbolically, you know, Volkswagen, Mercedes, BMW, this is really, um, you know, this is a really bold move. And this is saying that uh, we can compete, we can compete with anybody, we can compete anywhere. And um, it's not only just that they're gonna make a lot more cars and have a lot more uh, customers and make a lot more money, but they're going to make cars differently. They think they're going to make cars better than the Germans. And um, it is really both a big step in terms of, you know, uh, quantity, but it's a big step in terms of their overall, you know, master plan or whatever step, the step three of the master plan of getting bigger and bigger and better and more productive and becoming a massive global automaker. Because if you think about it, they're only making a million cars. And Elon Musk said this at the event uh, today in Berlin, he said, you know, we're still just a speck on the roads of the world. We're just, you know, uh, you know, way under, you know, 1% of all the cars on the road. And we need that number to be much, much bigger. So there's a big step in the right direction. Well, and like you said, symbolically, it, it says a lot going to, you know, the birthplace of the auto industry. I mean, Detroit was, of course, is and is still incredibly important. But, you know, it was uh, Daimler-Benz and uh, those, you know, Mercedes and all those uh, Stuttgart uh, German automakers, you know, really uh, were you know, foundational to the industry. And now he's coming, you know, full circle with his American EV company uh, right into Berlin. So very interesting. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Somebody made the the comment, I can't remember where it was, but that I think Volkswagen sold about 450,000 EVs and that the Berlin plant, at least 
mm-hmm. when it's at capacity is like 500,000. And so I think that the kind of, uh, you know, not just with Mercedes and BMW, uh, but with, um, with Volkswagen and, you know, there's a relationship there um, between, you know, CEO Herbert Deese and Musk. And so there's kind of uh, some symbolism there too. Yeah, Deese has given a lot of, of respect to, to Musk and what Tesla is doing, as uh, obviously makes good sense. Yeah. So then the next, the next big thing is turning around next month and opening the plant in Austin, Texas. Yeah, and that's also, I mean, uh, I think it, it, it's also big in terms of numbers, you know. I think, you know, eventually that plant's going to be like a half a million too. Um, it's going to be, I think people are saying like 125 this year or maybe 150 this year and then like 250 next year and then like uh, 2024, maybe half a million. And so that's a big number, but it's also symbolically important. You know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, that kind of Tesla and the EV revolution kind of began out here in, in California and obviously in Europe and China, but in terms of the United States. And now he's going to the heart of the U.S. because even though Detroit obviously extremely important, more important all the time with all the investments, but you know Texas is right in the middle of the country. Toyota's based there. Um, you know there's some truck factories there with uh, GM in Arlington, and then Toyota in San Antonio. And so I think um, you know if there's going to be wider EV adoption, um, you know that plant is going to take care of like. Uh, Texas East, right? And then California would be, you know, from California to Texas. Texas is actually in the middle of the country. Some people think it's like way out here near California. It's not. It's kind of right in the middle of the country there. And um, not only is Texas important, like in terms of like volume, they're going to start with the Model Y, but that's where they're going to have, you know, the battery factory with the new 4680 cells, which is basically just a, a much larger cell, um, that goes into a pack, right? And rather than thousands of smaller cells, you need about a thousand of these. But th- th- that will enable the Cybertruck, the Semi. And so Texas also is not just important because it's going to be a bunch of cars and that's going to happen, but it's going to be different vehicles with different technology and different manufacturing. And so it's, you know, another big step that Texas is taking in its uh, master plan. Well, it's also symbolic and in a in a different way, right? Is because Texas is also the heart of America's oil industry. And <laughs> and the factories that are there and the most popular vehicles there are big, you know, gas guzzling pickups. And I'm gas guzzling is pejorative to some whatever, but yeah. you know, they're the biggest, you know, effectively least fuel efficient vehicles available for, you know, mass market consumers. And here he is going to go make electric cars. It's uh, it's going to, it's a, it's a big cultural shock, right? And it, it Texas is, remember, is really grappling with it. Yeah, and remember, Texas still does not allow um, the full kind of direct-to-consumer sales models, right? They have a workaround um, where um, you know the cars are delivered in other states, and then they're sent to the service centers, and so. There's a workaround, but in, you know, legally, they're still kind of locked out. And so, you know, you could think some other automakers would say, well, I'm not going to build a plant in your state if you're not going to let me sell my cars there. But I think that, you know, this is a bold move. Like you said, the oil industry, the pickup industry, 
you know, I don't, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but their EV penetration is not great, right? Term, you know, versus like California and Florida. But you also do see a lot of excitement in, in Texas and Oklahoma and the Midwest for, you know, for some of these EVs. So these two plants, you know, maybe roughly double Tesla's capacity, uh, but Elon Musk has been tweeting that his next master plan involves Tesla scaling to extreme size. So maybe not just 2 million, but could it be like 10 million as, as big as Toyota? Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. Remember that, uh, you know, they've said now uh, more than once that uh, on their you know last couple earnings calls that that growth from here will be 50% per year, at least, right? And they've never put like a cap, like to 2030 or to 2040. And so if you go, you know, from a million to a million five, you know, to 2 million, to 3 million, to 5 million, you know, to 10 million by, I don't know, 2030, it's almost impossible to make these projections because we don't know what their, you know, plan is in terms of additional factories. But we do know that, you know, um, you know, China's at 800,000 and there's talk, according to Reuters, of another China. And they're talking about a mirror factory eventually in Texas, right? So that's a million. And then they're talking about maybe a, a mirror factory in Berlin. So that's another million. And then China, I guess, would be like three, four, five. <laughs> and so and Elon Musk has talked about like maybe by the end of the year, they'll announce some new sites. And so that's the idea is that the sky is the limit. And he's also talked about how Berlin and Texas will allow him to build new products, uh, probably, you know, Cybertruck, the semi. And I've got to think that eventually they are going to make, you know, a $25,000 or $30,000, whatever it is, um, you know, EV for the masses. If they're going to be 20 million, it can't just be luxury vehicles and uh, super exotic pickups. Right. And, you know, the the, you know, the market right now is just, you know, we've talked about it extensively in automotive news. It's just crazy. And so Tesla's actually, you know, raised their prices to the point where they can't get subsidies in some markets. So they're like, wait a second, you just raised the price a thousand dollars over the limit in which I can get, you know, a government subsidy or the the biggest part of the government subsidy. And so, you know, demand is just through the roof. So they can stick with the the higher priced cars for now. But obviously, if they're talking, you know, the scale of a a Toyota or a Volkswagen, they're going to have to have the mix there, too. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Lonnie, I'm glad you're out there keeping an eye on it. No, it's absolutely fascinating. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what happens. April 7th is when the, uh, the uh, Texas event, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing uh, that event. Um, you know, they're having like a little party and everything and what Elon Musk says there about the future, about the next step, this, you know, uh, master plan three that he's talking about of extreme scaling and some other things that he'll probably talk about in Texas. Sounds good. Okay. We'll be watching. Thanks, buddy. Take care, man. 
That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on the EV manufacturing situation, supply chain struggles, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your workday routine. Now, let's all get back to work.